0: Hello, subscribers and listeners. This is Randall Sanborn Fields, the writer and director and producer of American Nightmare podcast, um, American Nightmare, origin of the Golden Ninja, season one. This is a call to action that I would appreciate it very much if many of you who are listening and if you're enjoying the content uh, that I'm doing please go to iTunes and write a review because the more reviews I get, the more relevant this podcast becomes. So, you know that I'm, you know, I'm fighting against these big corporations podcasts, you know, that have huge followers. They get the front page, they get everything. Right. So I'm fighting against these types of podcasts. I just came into the game a month ago. Um, but, you know, I've had this stuff. I've written this stuff uh, like two years ago, so I got like tons of content. However, you know, to know that this is not in vain, write a review. You know, it makes me feel good. It makes me like. It gives me motivation because if I'm like doing it, I'm writing. I'm just because people are listening. Um, I also want to know how you feel about the content am i going in the right direction so you know this a review somewhere a review on iTunes <laughs> would be nice like it, it don't it takes you like two minutes right two minutes this thank you and enjoy goodbye American nightmare origin of the golden ninja Chapter 21 Mr. Goldberg is reminiscing. Found this on a young girl in Nanjing, 1942. Did you know that a year prior the Japanese bombed China with fleas infected with the bubonic plague? It was an evil time back then. I was filled with hate. What was happening in Poland, I guess you know. They teach you that stuff in high school now, Roland says. Yeah, the school took us on a field trip to see Schindler's List. Mr. Goldberg says. The Chinese had their own holocaust over there. America didn't report it, but we knew. The things the Japanese did. Horrific. Corpses everywhere. What the Japanese left over, we scavenged ourselves. It wasn't much. At that time, us Jews were all in refugee camps, running from one camp to another, across continents. One promised us death, The other a glimpse of hope, but this little girl. Mr. Goldberg begins violently coughing again. Roland jumps up. I'm gonna go get Louise. Mr. Goldberg waves his hand. No, 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 I'm okay. Let me finish. This is important. Roland hesitates but then sits back down. This little girl in the rubble, one eye open, lying there just, just staring at me. She had died that way, but she was clutching this bracelet. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand how no one could have spotted it was clear as day. I lifted her frail arm and all at once felt energy. It felt like all the goodness in the world. It was like she was begging me to take it. My heart didn't feel hate anymore. She was hiding it from something. I know that now. Not someone. And she wanted me to protect it. Now it's my time. I knew it was my time when I heard his name. Roland sits in his chair, confused. Mr. Goldberg hands Roland the golden bracelet. (laughs) Parkinson's is said to lower brain functioning. A Jew parting with gold. (laughs) But I can't remember a time when my mind was more clear than right now. All these things happening to you have reasons, Roland. Abandonment. Your adopted mother inflicting so much pain. The police. They are manifestations of something larger something more sinister, something more evil. Roland apprehensively takes the golden bracelet. He surveys it. The bracelet glows hot in his hand. You're not making any sense, man. I can't take this from you. It's gold. I can't even afford a 50 cent Lucy. You know what Roderick is going to do when he sees this, Mr. Goldberg is seemingly growing older and more sickly. You are the one with it now. The next step is knowledge. I need to rest now. Can you go get Louise? I'll see you next week, Mr. Goldberg, right? Mr. Goldberg hesitates. Yeah, kid.